favorite authors, friends, and guests explore the simpler side of life. Here's your host, Amish fiction author, Tracy Fertikowski. there. Welcome to another episode of Buggy Talk. I'm your host, Tracy Fredikowski. Each week, I'll bring you the story behind the stories along with the storytellers. This is podcast number 42. For this week's episode, we have Amish historical fiction author Molly Jebber, who will introduce us to Magdalena's Choice from the Amish Charm Bakery series. Hello, Molly. How are you this morning? Good, and it's wonderful to talk with you today. Well, I am so happy that you hopped on board with us today, and we're going to talk about Magdalena's Choice, which is book five of your Amish Charm Bakery series. But before we do that, you've done this with me before. I like to dig into some of our favorite authors' career and what made you want to choose Amish fiction. So do you mind if I ask you some questions about um, your writing career? Oh, no, that'd be fine. Okay. First question. What is the most challenging part about writing for you? Actually, when life gets in the way, um, my husband's been sick, um, seriously ill this year. And, and of course, that takes all your attention. He's on the mend and doing much better now. So I've learned to have to be a lot, you know, more flexible with when life throws those curves and you still have a deadline. But I found out through those hardships that it can be done. It certainly can can be because, you know, we just have to prioritize the time that we do have. And um, sometimes that's not always easy, is it? No, not at all. So tell us a little bit about what your work schedule looks like when you're writing. Now, I know you just told us that life gets in the way and COVID gets in the way and everything else in our world today. But when you have a typical writing day, what does it look like? I like to write in the morning or write in the evening after dinner. So that's my best thought provoking. And then sometimes I have a Saturday or a day in the week where I call it my crazy hair day. So I get up and I just go straight to my chair and write for several hours and maybe take a break and then go back and write some more. And that's where I spend a lot more hours in a day. And that's usually when I'm at the heat of it, you know, where I just have all these ideas and I want to just get them down. And so that's, and then I finally might brush my hair (laughs) (laughs) by the end of the evening or change my clothes. (laughs) I know I um, interviewed um, Mindy Steele one time and she Someday she doesn't even remember if she's brushed her hair or brushed her teeth or or whatever. When you get in those big scenes where the where the the characters are just so loud in your head that if you don't get them on paper, they're not going to start bugging you or stop bugging you. So, yes, it is. So tell us, you know, each one of us authors have a crazy little writing quirk that, you know, something that we do that um, is sort of odd. What would be one of your writing quirks? I, the only way I could come up with is like, I have to have quiet, like no background noise, no television, no music, nothing. It has to be really quiet. So I shut myself all up um, into a space. I, I actually do that too. And that's because again, all those characters are screaming in your head. You can't have the background noise. 
um, yes. when you're trying to write their story. So you're pretty successful, Molly. Tell us how bad, how many uh, Amish fiction novels have you written to date? Do you know? Just off the top of your head? I, I think it's going to be about 13 by the time I finish in 2023, because that'll be the last book in the Amish Charm Bakery series. Oh, and man. I did an anthology uh, with some wonderful friends and authors this year, too. So that added to this number. But I think it's around 13 in 2023. Oh, that's wonderful. That is the um, spring romance, right? The anthology yes. that you did? Okay. I'm going to have um, Debbie on, I hear, before too long to talk about that spring romance. I think in March she's scheduled to be on the Boogie Talk. So she'll tell us oh, all good. about it, and I'm really excited about that. So knowing that you've had 13 Amish novels out there, tell us what success means to you. God is glorified in my characters. You know, I put them through some really big hardships, just like you know, we face hardships. I might put them in a little more um, harrowing hardships than what we actually go through. But I like to show where God is always with us, even when things are not so rosy. And um, also, I also consider it a success if my readers are happy with the stories, if they're enjoying them, if they if they see a message in them. So that's what I would consider success. I, I would have to agree with you. Thank you for sharing that with us. So we're going to talk a little this choice. But before we do that, let me go ahead and set the scene. I'm going to read your back matter. OK. OK. All right. This is Magdalena's Choice by Molly Jebber. Fresh baked muffins, fragrant with ripe blueberries, cinnamon scented turnovers that transform any meal into a feast. In 1914, Ohio, the Amish Charm Bakery holds a special place within its close knit, faith filled community where love finds a way through God's grace, even for a widow faced with an impossible choice between her head and her heart. So when a meeting at a wedding leads Magdalena and Toby into a cross-class romance against the wishes of her father, can they draw on their faith to follow their hearts? As the wedding of a wealthy rancher, Magdalena Beachy may not truly need her job at the Amish Charm Bakery, but she enjoys tending to customers, be they neighbors or curious Englishers. Only one thing would make life sweeter, and that's if Toby Schaubach would court her. It's not just his dimples and smiles that warm Magdalena's heart. She admires his kindness and values, yet she worries their chance may slip away. With his dad ill and his mother and sisters depending on him, Toby can't yet offer Magdalena a future she deserves. But even as his father arranged a match with another suitor, Magdalena risks shunning if she goes against her family. Choosing a path will take courage as well as faith in God's plan and in this steadfast, tender love. What a wonderful love story for right around uh, Valentine's Day. I can't wait to hear more about it. That was wonderful, Molly. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell us what your inspiration for this story was, or tell us what your inspiration was for the whole um, series. Well, for this particular one, I think I had the idea that uh, I wanted to show that Magdalena, even though she came from one of the wealth, 
you know, wealthier Amish families with her dad being a rancher that she had seen, she loves her father and she appreciates her life. But for her own self, she is close to the Lord. So she doesn't feel that she needs um, a wealthy suitor. And what she sees in Toby, she finds his qualities are more important, but she also trusts that he would be a good provider. But when he has um, details and goals and he's one of those people that he won't budge, you know, off of his plan and she's a little impatient and to throw a wrench into things, then her father is like, you've got to be kidding. I've got this other great guy that I've chosen that's going to be perfect for my taking over my ranch someday. And now she is facing life-altering decisions about what will she do because she doesn't, if she goes against her family, it won't work for her to marry Toby. And they both know that. So I like to show where sometimes the money that they come from or how wealth and how we place such an importance on that and a different spin on it. And the way that Magdalena thinks about it and how she makes her decisions. Oh, that was wonderful. I, you know, stories like this are really pretty true. In 1914 and in historical Amish settings, there was a lot of um, matchmaking made that the children really had no choice in, right? Right. Yeah, it was. So I have to ask you. If your book was made into a movie, who would be the celebrities that would would star in it? You know, I'm really bad at that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I would say that I would like to have characters who are actual actually have a faith in God. And I would be happy with any of them. And actually, the movie company would be much better at it than me. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. You know, I know um, Candace Cameron is is older now she's in her what 30s probably hitting 40 oh, no, but I it, love her yes yeah I I would say that you know even even her brother Kirk Cameron the two of them in an homage I mean they're very Christian and faith-filled and they make it known very prominently that they follow Jesus so every time I ask this question in my heart I I would hope that somebody someday would say you know Candace Cameron or her brother Kirk <laughs> Actually, I just couldn't think of their names. I saw, you know, I can see their faces and I can, I always forget their names, but that's exactly what I would want, you know, is them. Yeah, yeah, I would too. So tell us, we're talking about Magdalena. If you could describe her in three words, what would be those three words? I would say faithful, loving, and impatient. Impatient. <laughs> Don't we all have a little bit of that in us, huh? Oh, yeah. And why? So I love it, and so do our listeners love it when our authors can read us a little snippet from one of their favorite scenes. Would you mind doing that for us? Sure. Okay. The floor okay. is yours. All right. So Toby stood. I should head back to Charm before dark. Danka for everything. Magdalena Rose, I'll go outside with you, but first I'd like to get something from my room. Toby nodded. Magdalena returned, and he bid her aunt and uncle farewell. 
they walked outside to the buggy. And this is where they have to part, and they're really sad. So she handed him a white handkerchief with the letter M embroidered on it. Put this in your dresser. I want you to have it as a reminder my heart belongs to you. He said, I don't need anything to remind me of our love, but I'll cherish it. He kissed her cheek and then got in the buggy and waved goodbye. He didn't glance over his shoulder. If she was crying, he could never leave. Oh, that was wonderful. Your heart is torn <laughs> when you have to pull two lovers apart like that, you know. So, yeah. Um, so I know we're always rooting for the the um, for them to come back together. And I'm 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 looking forward to reading how the story progresses. So tell us, Molly, I know because I've talked to you a great deal what is coming up for you. But please share with our listeners what Molly Jebber is up to. Well, I just turned in a buggy series, and so that'll be my next project after 2023 when my last book, Rachel's Decision, is out on the shelves. But the other thing is that um, Sony Pictures uh, has – I've signed a contract with them to do a movie of Liza's Second Chance, and it will appear on Pure Flix which is their Christian streaming movie station. And I've belonged to Pure Flix for a long time, um, Fireproof and Unbroken with Christy Metz, and some other movies have been made by them. God is Not Dead. I find that as I go through this, I am learning a lot. And, of course, it's my first experience. But I'm really excited about it. And... I look forward to going through the next steps because it's pretty new right now. But I did sign the contract and it is the screenplay being written as we speak. Oh, my goodness. And I know Molly and I have already uh, planned to get her back on the Buggy Talk or do a, um, a Facebook Live so we can really dig into the whole process of getting one of your books uh, made into a movie. So um, I'm hoping we'll get that done in July. So please stay tuned and follow the Buggy Talk podcast and you will find out when Molly and I will be able to talk about um her movie, which is so very excited. And I told Molly earlier how proud I was of her that um, her, her one of her books got picked up by Sony. What a what a wonderful accomplishment. But more, Molly, and I, ha- I have to think that you would agree, it's not so much about your book becoming a movie. It's about the, the people who view your movie to see Christ through those characters. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why Pure Flix is probably the only place that I would feel comfortable. Yeah, I can't wait to wait. I just cannot wait to watch it. Um, Some wonderful movies um, in their repertoire. So, Molly, you know that I love to close our podcast with some really crazy questions that you can just answer off the top of your head. And this gives our listeners just a little more of a sneak peek into Molly Jever. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First question. What's for supper tonight? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm hoping that we're going to go out to eat. <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's my, that's my hope all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So next question, where was your first date with your husband? At a, at lunch 
and it was at a cute little restaurant um, called Treasures Island. Is that somewhere in Florida? No, somewhere in Ohio. Oh, there we go. And I think, so I think I know the answer to this next question, but you can share it with our listeners. So if you had the choice, would you spend your time at the beach or the mountains? The beach. The beach, of course, of course. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much, Molly, for spending time with us. And um, before we close, is there anything you would like to say to your readers? Um, I would just like to say that I, I really, really do treasure and appreciate all that you do. And without you, there would be no reason to write. But also the uplifting that you do and um, the words of kindness and everything far means so much more than you can imagine. And I also want to thank you, Tracy, for having me here. And it's a privilege and an honor to be part of this podcast with you. And I also am proud of you. Um, you are so smart about all this marketing and podcasting and everything, and I am not. So I really admire and appreciate everything that you do, and your books are amazing. Oh, so it's you. been fun to be here with you today. Well, thank you so much. You know, my, my passion is to help my fellow authors get the word out about their books, and um, I really enjoy talking to each and every one of them. So thank you. And, and folks, that wraps up this episode, and I encourage you to visit my website at tracyfredikowski.com to see a complete list of some of your favorite Amish fiction authors and all the great books they add to the Amish landscape.